0: Merkel, oh. media. You think that I'm running in
1: place? Whoa. Y'all really testing my patience. Test right before I blow up the spot, up. I had to get back to the bases. Whoa. What if my talent is wasted? You right. see what I'm lacking the go. in the basement. Thus, as I'm in the basement, what my I it's I don't care now, it's pedal to the metal. I can never quit now, I will never settle. Puppet to the game, I'm pulling strings like pedal We in the same game, but I'm on a different level. Yeah. I passed it. Gotta keep grinding till I'm laid up in the casket. No fake round, but you feeling too plastic. Yeah, y'all feeling too plastic. They like say my style crazy, but then it's straight jacket. Wow. Why you still testing my patience? Trying to turn me into something I ain't trying to be. All that hate is a happy rotation. You gon' lose yourself, quit testing me. Don't, don't make me lose my mind, don't make me lose my mind. Mind. Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Cause I'm looking like Wesley, test me Cause I'm looking like Wesley, test me Don't make me lose my mind Cause I'm looking like Wesley, test me Joel's starting to finally get his feet under him Catch some fire Harden has looked good what else are we excited about, fellas? What what's making us smile? Like, all right, that got better, that improved. Anything? What, what do you for got? Me, st-
0: for me, for me, the Melton. Like, yeah. I, and I think Sean was gonna uh, at least mention him too. But this team, this could be a this could be a ten and seventy two basketball team, and I would still have fun watching De'Anthony Melton. He's a lot of fun to watch. He flies around the court. He's like a magnet to the ball. I've never seen a six two guard rebound like the way that he does. Uh, and just the effort, uh, on both sides of the floor. Even if he go, even if he has those, he has those shooting nights all the time, and that's what the people were saying about him in Memphis when we got him. You know, you're gonna see how inconsistent he is. I'm like, he's a bench player. I don't expect him to be a superstar. Uh, if, if he's one for seven, I still had fun watching the guy. I like watching the Anthony Melton, and of course Tyrese Maxey in year three. You know what I mean? What what we're we're seeing closer to what we know he can become. I really think at 25, 26 years old. With the right system, he could develop into uh, a Damian Lillard. I really think he could. He just has so much skill, and it's just and he never stops working. He never stops improving. It just keeps going. So Maxey's great to watch, uh, of course. Uh, we're going to see what Embiid can do. He's averaging 32.5 points, and 11 rebounds, and two blocks right now. Uh, he might just average that for the whole season. We thought last year was one of the best years for a center of all time. Embiid might just take it to another notch. You never know. There's definitely a lot of positives. I just... The the negatives are, I guess, outweighing it right now because we thought we were going to be a lot better than we look so far. But there's a lot of reasons to watch this team, I think.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, You touched on pretty much everything I had to jump on. I mean, Embiid, at his best, is still the best player in the NBA, one of, if not the, when he's playing at his peak. Uh, D'Anthony Melton, I absolutely love. I think he's pretty crucial to what the Sixers need to do moving forward, too. Having him as a third guy with Harden and Maxey to pick up some of that defensive slack, the way he can rise up, that how the way he just jumps off the page athletically is super refreshing to see. And Maxie, the, the the way he continues to take strides is is huge like he's still shooting over 40 percent from three on nearly double the volume as last year he's improving he just like looks more controlled and more confident in the way he played which is awesome and as far as like long-term hope for this team obviously we're hoping for like the the championship window open right now to be contending for it this year but i think there's still a world where like maxi hits his prime and like Embiid can still be a valuable player like taking a little bit of a step back putting more of a focus on defense, being a guy that controls the boards and having other guys kind of run the show. So I do think there's kind of things you can string together for a long, successful tenure, which I I think is a positive takeaway.
1: I think that's a good point. And and personally, I feel early in the season, like usually how I kind of navigate an NBA season, There's certain games I remember. Uh, I'll be honest, to this point in the season, there are a lot more games I remember for a bad reason than a good reason. Um, the good reason is obviously Joel Embiid having a massacre of a game and making history and Maxie jumping on his back and smiling. Those are the things I like to see. Um, but other than that, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I haven't had a lot of fun watching this team so far because it's just kind of going through the motions. Now, the last couple of games, we've been stepping up two big wins. If we can beat the Bucks tomorrow night, I'll feel a lot happier. Um, but it's just it's kind of just going through the motions right now and it it gets frustrating you know when it feels like one game you're you're up to your level and the other game you don't really care a lot so it's it, i just haven't had as much fun watching the team so far that's kind of my take on it um but i you know i want to go like and hit on one of your points that you made about Joe Allen Beat because i remember talking to both of you and a panel of other people last year at the trade deadline and i remember bringing up a point and it was kind of just like I'm crazy, like just poo-poo that, like you—you you don't know what you're talking about. Poo-poo, I remember, I yeah, like get that out of here, like you're <laughs> asinine. We were, we were like, are we gonna trade for James Harden and, and all this? You called and it. I remember saying, you know, or is this, you know, going to be kind of like the last final shot for Joel Embiid and and the Sixers? And you know, a lot of people have been DMing me lately about Ben Simmons. Oh, look at what's going on. I don't really care about Ben Simmons anymore, but I am, I'm still very frustrated at Ben Simmons because of one thing and one thing only. He took away the best opportunities for this team to win a championship. And I'm, I really am starting to truly believe that because look at how weak the East was. Look at the chance you had. I mean, against the Atlanta Hawks for crying out loud or, or the four bouncer. Like imagine if we beat the Raptors and we go on and we beat the Bucks and we play a banged up Warriors team. Whatever it may be, we may have wasted our best opportunities. Guys want to say, oh, wait till they're in their prime. Wait till they're this age. It's different with this team. Joel Embiid, you know, his prime is earlier than most because of his injury histories. But anyway, bringing all that together, like, you know, that's why I feel like people are disinterested. That's why I haven't had as much fun because this is supposed to be the optimal point. Okay. This is finally the roster that fits around Joel and Embiid. They can go out and compete. Can we get over the hump? We haven't been to the Eastern Conference Finals since two thousand and one, and early in the season, it just feels like we're going down the same path. We're going down the same trajectory, and that's why I feel people like myself are frustrated. But the question is, you know, like is like are the best opportunities behind us? What if it doesn't work out this year? Are we going to go with what Sean said and and have a Embiid eventually in a couple of years take a backseat role? Could Embiid request a trade? Is it Maxi's team? You know, like those are the things starting to creep in my head, and I don't like it. I don't like it. I feel like we're wasting good opportunity. So sorry for the tangent, but I just I'm starting to really wonder. I'm starting to yeah.
2: wonder. I mean, it's a, a real concern for sure. Like I wouldn't say I feel great about it, and like I like. Uh, the, the Ben Simmons thing for sure like the trajectory that he just kind of went on like he's the the one like outlier as far as like guys that like showed improvement with all the statistical categories and the shooting thing was always something that was complained about and talked about we never really saw progress in that but like guys just don't really like jump off the clip or fall off the clip the way that he did that just doesn't really happen and even like 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 you said it kind of robbed a lot of the best opportunities but I still don't think like the windows closed by any means. And When you have a guy, a talent like Embiid who is pretty undeniably one of the top eight players in the NBA, and I think you can shorten that list a a good bit in my mind, but like when you have that and you have guys around him, like the chance is always there. And, like, it shouldn't be as hard to bring in these complimentary pieces as the Sixers have made it out to be. And, like, if you can just kind of get a little bit of the recipe right, like, this team has a chance. And Embiid and still has his limitations. There's stuff he needs to clean up in the postseason for sure. He still has a lot to prove. But, like, I, I'm not counting this team out right if, as long as they get th- this team out as long as they get things right. But there's still, like, work to be done at the deadline ahead of that and just, like, completing the pieces to this puzzle.
1: Before I let yeah. DJ go, I just want to say one quick point back to that. I would agree with you if the Sixers developed the guys they drafted. And I feel like they let a lot of good chances walk out the door. And, um, you know, and maybe a coach change will change that. Maybe not. But, and, you know, we're we're trying to find gold through free agency, through a trade here and there. We have guys in the building, right? If you can put all that together, maybe we'd have a more complete roster. But it's frustrating because we don't do that.
0: Yeah, Um. I'm actually not going to blame Ben Simmons for taking away Joel, uh, Joel Embiid's, uh, best opportunities or the team's best opportunities because Ben Simmons was Ben Simmons this whole time. Ben Simmons is a loser. Ben Simmons is no good. He's he's in, he's never, he doesn't have a position. He can't shoot. He can't, he has no post game. He can't, it's been that from the jump. The major problem was the people in control of Ben Simmons. Letting him do whatever the hell he wanted for all of those years. If, if one of these coaches had a pair of you know what, they would have said, Hey, this ain't going to work. I need to play a point guard. And if you're not going to shoot, you can't, you just can't play. I don't know what to tell you. You should have, I would have had an argument with Josh Harris and said, I don't care how much money you played this guy. I can't put him on the floor in the half court. It's impossible. We were down 03 to the Boston Celtics and Brett Brown pl- started TJ McConnell at point guard next to Ben Simmons. That was the only game in the series that we won. So it doesn't even have to be a star point guard, just a point guard. You need a point guard in a basketball game, and Ben Simmons has never been one. It didn't make any sense. I, I it drove me nuts watching that that style of play, bring the ball across half court and hand it off to to Seth Curry, who's not a point guard, or hand it off to JJ Redick, who's not a point guard. It was mind numbingly stupid. The whole thing. It's the it's the people in charge that allowed that to happen for years instead of just saying this ain't gonna work. Look, it didn't take the the Brooklyn Nets very long to bring him off the bench. And they're still trying to play him because they owe him a lot of money and they're hoping that that becomes worth something. But they already decided this guy can't start. He He's not giving us anything. And I mean, he was giving us a lot more than he's given the Brooklyn Nets, but it's the same concept. Uh, you you needed a point guard. You just needed a point guard that whole time. Any point guard would have been better than this 6'10 guy bringing the ball up and handing it off to J.J. Reddick, who should never be dribbling a basketball. I, I saw for what felt like way too long. And I think that was the, the major issue. And, but yeah, I mean, it is the fact that Ben Simmons was there, but it was really to me, the mishandling of it, or just people not being tough enough to say, Hey, this ain't going to work. So yeah, I agree with you, but I just think, you know, people let him get away with it too long.
1: And I, I agree a hundred percent, but the problem I have with that is, you know, as a number one overall pick, you know, the expectations, you know, the heights that are coming, you know, you take a team from 10 wins and, you and Joel Embiid have this team in the playoffs. And my thing is, you know, he talked, you know, a little while ago, oh, I wasn't mentally there. I wasn't mentally ready, but he never was open or honest about it. You know, the Philly fan base got tougher and tougher because we had, we felt like we were on the cusp, but yet we never got over the hump. And, and that's what I'm frustrated about. And then you kind of had this whole drama filled season last year where your hat, you know, you're, you're supposed to be there. Then you're not, you show up for one training camp practice. You're not. And to me, it just felt like maybe those couple years were our best opportunities if he would have just played a little bit better not saying he had to shoot the lights out but i mean you know we were there me. don't make me lose my mind don't make me lose my mind don't make me lose my mind like Wesley. test me. don't make me lose my mind don't make me lose my mind